everybody uh, tuning in to this. Welcome to the brand new podcast, the Midnight Terrors podcast, celebrating all things horror with uh, two brother-in-laws. My name's Kevin, and I'm here with... Uh, this will be Diamond. <laughs> yes, Kevin and Diamond. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome uh, rock band duo. Well, it should actually be Bucky and Diamond, because yes. that's your name, but, you know. <laughs> yes, thank you. thank you for that. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so this is a brand new podcast between myself and Diamond here, and, uh, we're just going to talk about all things that we love, uh, horror related movies, books, uh, stories, um, conventions and music and just all things horror. So, uh, for the first episode, we're just going to introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about how we got into the genre and, talk about maybe some of our favorite movies and what we love personally in horror now and yeah we're just gonna we're just you're just gonna get to get to know us a little bit better yeah on this one um you might you might have to rein me in a little bit because i'm 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 easy to get off on tangents sure um uh, when talking about different movies Um, yeah if our if our preparation calls for this show have shown anything it's that we have to rein ourselves in from accidentally doing like hour and a half episodes on every single one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, and, and to be honest, um, I don't really know how you got started into horror. I mean, I've known you for so long. I've known you since you were, you know, God, Some, like what? 12, 13. Yeah. Somewhere in middle, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure I probably had a little influence on you. Oh, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm interested uh, in kind of what you think your first horror experience was. Yeah. Uh, so you've definitely had influence on me over the years with horror because I feel like my uh, interests in horror have kind of changed throughout the years. Um. And the, you know, the older I get, I just kind of think that my, as I, as I grow up, the, uh, the types of movies I like kind of fluctuates. Um, well, yeah, your, your tastes change. Yeah. And I think from what I can remember the very first, it wasn't me watching the movie in full, but I think the first movie that I saw that was a horror movie that kind of really stuck with me was I saw a good chunk of the opening scene of Scream. Oh yeah, I mean, um, they—that's <laughs> a good one, actually. I yeah. mean, the the opening of Scream, uh, that's one that still sticks with me. Yeah, dude, um, that is hard to course, watch when you're sitting at home alone. Yeah, and of course <laughs> we're on Scream five or six or whatever, and um, it, you know, I'm trying to decide how I feel about all all of the newer <laughs> ones. You but, haven't uh, you haven't seen Scream five yet, right? No, not yet. Oh, dude, you definitely gotta you definitely gotta check that one out. Did you kind of drop off with the series as uh, as they went on? Um, I, I, what was five was the newest one, right? Yeah, so they just put out it came out Scream like last year, uh, January of this year. Yeah, it was weird. It's another yeah. one of those sequels where it's a sequel, but they don't advertise it as as a sequel. It's just called Scream. Right. And uh, so that was the fifth one, and now Scream three. Or, sorry, not Scream three. Uh, Scream Six will come out sometime in 2023. Well, I remember watching Four, mm-hmm. and Four. I mean, as much as I enjoyed it, it was kind of like, uh, 
I mean, Scream kind of does the same thing over and over. Um, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, um, uh, do, you, do you have in front of you like what year Scream came out? I'm pretty sure it was 1996. 96. Okay. So, all right. So, yeah, I would have been like 12 or 13. Um, but I do remember, I mean, that opening scene like had so much impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was so different. Um, with uh, just the telephone conversation, um, and it it was so brutal. Um, <laughs> the boyfriend getting gutted on the back porch, and yep. then you know uh, Drew Barrymore hanging <laughs> in a tree with all of her guts out. Like, yep, that, it, it, it's a classic opener. Yeah, and that um, that shot specifically, I'm pretty sure I ran out of the room when I saw uh, the mom screaming at Drew Barrymore's body hanging from the tree. Yeah, when she opens that door and she sees Drew Barrymore like hanging from the noose with all of her <laughs> insides on the outside, like I mean that was uh, that was rough. Yeah, like, it, it was, was it was that, and I remember very clearly I was sitting in the room and I heard Ghostface go "Your call," and then the chair gets thrown through the window, and I yeah, yeah I jumped out of the seat I was sitting in. So do you think so you, you think that was like the first like horror movie that you ever saw? I'm pretty sure that was one the first one that I saw. Now, even though I watched a good chunk of it cuz I don't think I finished it at that time cuz it scared me so badly, but right. It was definitely one that left a mark on me, but really oh, yeah. really what brought me into horror was I heard <clears throat> from my mom and just other people that were a little bit older than me, um, I was hearing about a little horror character called Pennywise the Clown. Yes. And I was hearing the title It over and over and over again. Classic character. mm Mm-hmm. And something about that whole concept really reeled me in, so I remember asking my mom, and she was explaining what the story was about and um, saying that she had read the book and how badly it scared her. And I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. And fast forward probably a few months and I'm 11 years old in sixth grade. And um, someone that was a family friend for a while brings over a VHS copy of It from 1990 with Tim Curry. Well, it was actually probably two VHS copies. Oh, it was 100%. I, <laughs> yeah. I, the only other time I had seen that was when Return of the King, Lord of the Rings came out. And I was like, wait, they have to put it on two VHS tapes? <laughs> right. So Yeah, because it, yeah, it was in two parts. And I, I think they were... I think they were both because it was the TV movie and mm-hmm. they were both an hour and a half, I think. Yep, 90 minutes about, for sure. Yeah. yeah and so... Yeah, so. I saw the cover, and I remember talking about that concept. I'm like, this sounds really cool. And I remember going to my mom and saying, can I watch this? And she's like, okay, yes, you can. But when I asked her if I could watch it, it was probably almost 10 o'clock at night. She's like, please wait till the morning to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, I will. 
So I woke up and it was prime like settings to watch it. So it was a Saturday morning. I woke up at like 7 a.m. ready to watch it. It was <clears throat> it was like cold and rainy outside, which is very fitting for watching it. And I popped yeah. this bad boy in and I got a couple minutes into the movie when you first see Pennywise with uh, Tim Curry, like hiding behind the sheets. Sure. And I know people talk trash about it in that like it's a TV movie. So you don't see a lot of the, the deaths on screen or anything. Right. Doesn't matter, man. That first scene where he shows up oh, and, no. and kills the little girl. I ran out of the room. <laughs> oh no, not at all. I mean, I, it, it, when you go back and look at it now, um, uh, obviously looking at it, it, it it's a 90s TV film. Yep. But Tim Curry's portrayal of uh, Pennywise is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and of course you can you can pick on certain stuff like the the awful spider animation at the end, <laughs> you know, and all that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but no, it holds up. Yeah, absolutely. Like really well. And um, especially at like I think the um it's in the second half there in the library and they open like the refrigerator the refrigerator and then Pennywise's head is in there. Oh yeah, it's uh Richard Mazur's uh head in there. Because uh, yeah. Stanley has already uh, committed suicide out of fear of uh, facing it again, yeah. so he shows. Yeah, he shows up as a as a manifestation of Stanley's severed head and is just mocking all the losers. Yeah, well, and even in the library, um, he's like up on the uh, Pennywise. Pennywise is like up on the <laughs> second floor. Yes, um, I love that scene with the balloons and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> All I think of when I think of that scene is the bad jokes that he tells. Excuse me, sir. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do. Yeah, well, you yeah. better let the poor guy out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like, I do love the remakes of it with uh, Bill Skarsgård. And I love Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. I think they're both fantastic. Of course. But yep, there's something good. there's something about Tim Curry. And maybe it was the age I was, too, at the time. But. Tim Curry being the actor that he is doesn't really need a whole lot to scare you and to really get into character. And, yeah. you know, just whenever he's on screen, the energy is just insane that he's bringing to Pennywise and he is my Pennywise. And he, dude, when I finished the movie for three months, I was scared of the shower drains of the sewers of <laughs> the sinks. I had to, put the VHS somewhere else in the house. So it wasn't in my room anymore when I was going to sleep. And <clears throat> I had to sleep in my dad's room for three months, which I'm sure he absolutely loved. <laughs> no, he, he probably hated it. Cause I made him sleep with the TV on until I could go to sleep and he hates doing that. Um, but yeah, dude, after that, when I finally got over that fear of that movie, it was like the floodgates open. It's like, I feel like with horror, when you something really scares you and once you get past that initial fear it's like you just crave more of that yeah so what so what um because i i'll go into mine um sure uh but you initially with 
with horror, especially when you're young, um, it, you know, you get the shit scared out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then it's like, you know, I don't want to do any more of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you get hit with something where you decide you're like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to continue this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you have um, one that you can remember that was like, man, like, yeah, I want to keep going with this. Yeah. Uh, there's been probably a few like that. Um, I know it was definitely one of them. That was like the godfather of all of those movies that did that for me. Um, I'm sure that people had their opinions on this one, but this was always an influential one for me. Uh, the 2004 remake, the American version of The Grudge. Oh, yeah. that I'm, I'm, That's PG-13, isn't it? Um, yeah, I believe so. The yeah. one with uh, Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Geller. Geller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that... Um, I watched not even the whole movie right away. I just saw the scene where um, the girl is the ghost girl is under the sheets. Yeah, when she comes up, yeah. And I saw her climbing up the stairs in the office building. Oh, uh, it's is that where she does the, the kind of body dysmorphia where she's like uh, kind of bent backwards? I think so. It's the one where she's before she pulls the girl under the sheet, she's like following her up the stairs and kind of crawling. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's almost like claymation. Her hands are just real fidgety the way she's moving. Right. Um, and I think I also saw the opening scene where she pulls the first caretaker up into the attic and you don't see um, the grudge girl's face in the darkness until it zooms over. Right. So yeah, the grudge was definitely one. Um, honestly, uh, the original Halloween, when I saw that in high school, um, it's a classic for a reason. That movie I still find to be super well, unsettling. Yeah, it's, it's original, uh, horror. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, that's especially in the early to, well, eighties in general, um, mm -hmm that's when like all the kind of classic horror stuff took off. Yeah. So we get, yeah. we get Halloween in 1978 kind of laying the blueprint for what slashers would be, but not, I feel like not even just slashers were influenced by Halloween. I feel like there was a ton of, of other horror movie genres, like even ghost movies were trying to do a lot with very little, like Halloween had done, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the 80s, I mean, you had, um, uh, well, de definitely the slasher movies were big. Um, sure. You had Halloween, you had Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Um, but then you also had some pretty classic stuff like um, uh, Poltergeist. I oh, mean, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, 80s was just kind of a big era for uh you know just horror in general yeah yeah absolutely the gold the golden age of horror right there with with the 80s um yeah, pretty much <laughs> and yeah and um you know i 
yeah, the the 80s, absolutely great decade in horror. But I also feel like you're talking about horror movies that made me feel something that stuck with me, whether it was being scared or really just contemplating a lot of things. Sure. And I feel like even in this era of horror in the modern day, I still have movies that that challenge me like that. And one that's, uh, well, I guess two that stand out for me in that way are The Witch and Hereditary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so before we kind of dive into that, because... Both of us will have a lot to say about those. Oh, um, uh, 100%. Yeah, before we before um, we jump too far, um, I'm sure one of the movies you just mentioned from the 80s is probably going to appear on uh, well, on the little list of movies that brought you yes. into horror. But let's, yeah, let's throw it back to you. What were, if you can remember, what do you recall being oh, the first horror movie? Okay, perfect. What do you recall being your first horror remember. movie? I definitely remember. So, um uh, growing up, um, uh, like my parents, uh, my my dad's a minister um, and my mom's minister's wife, so I was I was kind of pretty sheltered for quite a while. Um, but then I started hanging out um, with my friends Shane Shane and Mason, um, and um, I I had never been exposed to anything horror really. Um, the only thing is I I had seen uh, bits and pieces of Alien oh yes uh, yes 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 which uh, like I never saw the whole movie at the time but I just kind of walked in and seen pieces of it and my brother and my dad thought it was hilarious and I was scared by it um (laughs) But yeah, so basically, basically, I wasn't really allowed to watch horror movies um, until until I started hanging out with my buddies, um, and I was probably about twelve or thirteen. Um, and my buddy Shane worked at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, such a time capsule. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he worked at Blockbuster, um, and so his big thing, and he was a few years older uh than me his big thing was um you know he could check out or or, or rent uh you know rated our movies or whatever um so he brought home one one night uh the texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. <laughs> and i had never really seen a horror movie um and he rented it and brought it home. And so we all sat down and watched it. Um, and at the time, um, VCRs, they would tell you tell you how long was left in the movie. Mm-hmm. Or like when you put it in, if it was an hour and a half, you would see like a little countdown saying like, you know, you got 90 minutes left or you got 30 minutes left or whatever. <laughs> For sure. Um, and I remember after that first hammer hit, oh, um, like I lost it. I was, so, <laughs> and and the whole rest, the whole rest of the movie, I'm I'm just sitting, I'm just sitting there staring at 
the time clock. Because <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm scared out of my freaking mind. Dude. I'm like, when is this thing going to be yeah, over? Dude, that hammer hit the first time. First of all, that's just a great reveal of Leatherface. That might be the best character reveal in any horror movie, like, ever. Right. But also, yeah, the, I always remember the sound effect of when he hits the one guy with the hammer, and it is so gross the way that it happens. Well, it is so well, unsettling. It's it's that, and then there, there's kind of, like, reality behind it, like... Mm-hmm when he hits the floor like because when you when you when you get trauma to the head like that like your limbs start shaking and i just remember him going down and his legs and everything just convulsing oh yeah Um, so real (laughs) he's having a freaking seizure um and then of course there's um You know, Leatherface putting the chick in the freezer, throwing <laughs> her up on the freaking, you know, huge meat hook. Um, but yes, that that was like the first horror movie that that I ever saw, or or something as brutal as that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember just <laughs> watching that, just watching that clock. And going, when is this going to be over? When is this going to be over? <laughs> um, so that, that messed me up. Yeah. Um, and 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 going back now, I love I love that movie. I mean, it's sure. it's so, yeah, classic. It's so well done. Um, and then, you know, shortly after that, um, going off on a slight tangent. Um, I'm sure we'll do a lot of a lot of that on this podcast. <laughs> Prepare yourself, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, going off on a slight tangent, um, after I had watched that, it was right then when Resident Evil Two came out on the PlayStation. PlayStation, uh, yes. And um, my buddies that I was watching all these horror movies with and everything. Um, they, they sat me down in a room on a big screen uh, with Resident Evil 2 and they're like, you're going to sit here by yourself in the dark and you're going to play this. <laughs> and I did it. Um, and it, it terrified the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> you know, there's it, looking at it now. I mean, if you look at the, um, animation and everything on resident evil it's it's kind of ridiculous uh just because it's old school but i mean it scared the living crap out of me mm-hmm. um and then so anyways it was um it, it was just a series of my friends just like you know exposing exposing me to all this stuff that like i had never seen before um and that i wasn't uh familiar with um so between playing resident evil (laughs) watching (laughs) watching texas chainsaw massacre oh and then the other one um i I remember watching uh the original evil dead yeah buddy sam raimi at the time at my at my age and everything it was actually scary um 
I listen, my we talked about this not too long ago, but the Evil Dead franchise is fantastic. But the thing I noticed, because I'm starting to rewatch them now, they're known for being horror comedies, but I don't really feel like the comedy bit really came into play until Evil Dead 2. You know, no, I, like I feel like because yeah. I just rewatched Evil Dead, the the Evil Dead, not too long ago, and it's it's a very serious you know horror movie. Like you can poke holes in the the special effects and the and the the characters, whatever the acting, whatever. And it is a B movie, but it it the opening with the cabin and the be- the swinging bench hitting the the walls, yeah, and the introduction of the deadites the first time um, the first girl gets possessed and she's reading out the cards without looking at them, legitimately still terrifying. Yeah, um, there's it, it has some really good moments to it, um, and especially with the low budget, I. <laughs> I think they did it for like ten thousand. I think was total, um, but with the low budget they had on it, um, for them to be able to do what they did was was great. Um, now going, I remember watching it when I when I was younger that it did scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> it, it would have for me too, man. <laughs> there's, there's something about like, I'm sure we'll touch on this on the podcast quite a bit, but CGI can be done really well. But if there's a practical effect in your face, it is instantly going to be more terrifying than any CGI. It's like when you go to a haunt, like here in um, where we live, we have uh Boone hall fright nights and right. Um, People jumping out in real makeup and blood and, you know, real special effects. If it's in your face, it's going to scare you. If if I just saw a video or, you know, something digital like a hologram, it wouldn't scare me as much. Or like a projector, it wouldn't scare me as much as that real person standing in front of me. Right. It's, yeah, it's different. For sure. Um, and uh, the cool thing about Evil Dead is that at that age, like it, it, it did mess with me, and like I, it, it did scare me. Um, and then, you know, w- once you get a little bit older, and then go back and look at it, um, it's it. Not that there's anything wrong wrong with the practical effects; like mm-hmm. they're good. Um, but when you go back and watch it, just being a, a little bit older, you start looking at it and you're like, okay, this is kind of funny. Sure. Um, and then that's the whole kind of point around Evil Evil Dead 2 mm-hmm. is that Sam Raimi and, you know, all the cast and everything, they were like, listen, we were, we were trying to make this serious horror movie but we were film students. We had this low budget <laughs> and now we're looking at it and they're like, okay, well, yeah, it is, you know, kind of cheesy. Um, mm-hmm. So let's, let's lean into it. Um, and then you get evil dead too. Um, which, which I think is, is fine. Like, I like it, but it did scare the shit out of me For sure. um, when I was, when I was younger. So, yeah, I mean, um yeah after doing um 
after doing that and then um you know between evil dead resident evil playing the game playing the game uh texas chainsaw massacre and then my buddy just kept bringing more and more horror films ever <laughs> um it just kind of became this thing where i was just like yeah this is awesome <laughs> yeah so, and so uh, i have a so i have a quick uh a question this just popped into my head so you're talking about how when when you're at a certain age horror movies kind of mess with you and you actually seem to have a similar story with me where before you actually watched horror movies in full there were just little moments that you saw in Alien, or for me, it was um, Scream that just kind of sat with you, and that, mm-hmm. like, it's like a slow process into getting your feet in the door of watching movie, watching horror movies from front to back. So I wonder, as I'm, because I'm sitting here thinking about it myself, were there any horror movies that you had heard about when you were younger that you were like, oh no, there's no way I could ever handle watching that. I've heard too much, it's going to be too scary, because the two that jumped out at me when I think of that and always back to the seventies, man, that's another golden decade of horror. Cause I feel like the seventies was just like, we have nothing to lose. But for the longest time I stayed away from the exorcist and the original Amityville horror. Um, well, that's actually a really good question. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the exorcist was one, um, and I couldn't even tell you at what age that I watched that. Um, but I, I know I watched it with like friends, like I wasn't by myself. Um, so I, I watched it with a bunch of people and, and, and that was another one. Um, that I think, I I think the exorcist messes everybody up. Um, I mean, I'll admit that, like, I have seen The Exorcist now, but, and I enjoy it. It's not, like, something I'd throw on just randomly. Like, I have to be really in the mood to watch it. Right. But, but again, it's a classic for a reason. And those practical effects and the acting all around. And, dude, go, I feel like I grew up, you know, growing up as a teenager in the, t- in the 2000s, kind of, uh, or a young teenager in the 2000s when, like, the biggest thing was the ghost movies and the J horror. The right. exorcist was always like top of the food chain where like people are like, Oh, if you really want to scare yourself, throw this bad boy on or throw Amityville horror on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now um, where I could, I could sit and watch the exorcist by myself and be okay. Sure. Um, but th- that's, uh, that's a long time going. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, you're, Years ago, if you asked me if I would sit and watch it by myself, definitely not. Mm. Um, uh, so it's it's a good one. Um, and you said, uh, like, what others would bother me like that? So when you were younger and your friends are telling you about all these horror movies, is there one? Is there one or more horror movies that you heard about that? Like when people were telling you about them, you were no matter how cl- if they were classics or more obscure ones, they were like, "You got to watch this. You got to watch this." Were there any out there that you were kind of like, "Oh, I don't know," like uh, like you were too scared to to dabble into until you got a little older? Uh, honestly, I th- honestly I think he answered your own question. Um, Exorcist would have been one of them. Sure. Um, I- 
I can't really, I can't really zero in on another one that like I just could not sit there and watch, mm-hmm. like by myself. Um, oh no, I lie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody's got at least one there that you're like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that to myself. <laughs> Fire in the sky. Yeah, I still need to watch this one because you've been telling me about this for years now. Yeah, so Fire in the Sky um, is... The reason that Fire in the Sky... Well, Fire in the Sky is disturbing even if it were not um, based on a true story. Mm Mm-hmm. So just watching the movie in general, I mean, it's like, and uh, alien abduction stuff has always messed with me. Sure. Um, it's it's creepy, man. It's like you're, <laughs> you're laying <laughs> in your bed and then all of a sudden you're on a spaceship and they're putting probes in you and I won't even make an anus joke. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, um, not so much but, alien abduction with the with alien like Ridley Scott's alien, but we could talk for hours yeah, about exactly. how gross you feel thinking about the concept of the face huggers and the chest bursters. Yeah, well, yeah, and it, I mean, just the just the kind of um, uh, be being just taken yeah um and you don't have any clue what's going on with you and then um fire in fire in the sky does it really well um you know when he kind of wakes up when he wakes up on the ship which again i know you haven't seen Mm -hmm. um but when he wakes up on the ship and they show everything that's a bit been done to him and everything it's uh it scared the living piss out of me (laughs) um and i was a big fan um of the x-files at the time as well which of course huge you know focus around alien abduction and all that kind of stuff so that shit creeped me out so yeah that was that was one a little bit later um that just mess with me and and to be and to be honest um i mean i still have a hard time watching it today like sure it's it's a great movie uh and i did revisit it uh pretty recently um but uh it's it's still hard watch man like Mm -hmm. it's yeah i mean it's it's brutal yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah, I feel like I said I feel like everybody has uh still some movies if they're especially if they're horror lovers. I feel like everybody has some horror movies that they've probably heard a lot of things about that they'll kind of directly or indirectly steer themselves away from. Cuz you know, everybody everybody's got different um interests when it comes to horror. Like I have not dabbled too much into the quote-unquote torture porn um yeah. subgenre of horror like i only just sure. saw hostel a few months ago yeah. which i really enjoyed cuz you know it's eli roth and the man's a genius 
Um, However much it was gruesome and disturbing and definitely made me uh, wince and flinch a lot. Um, But, you know, aside from that, like, you know, torture porn, like it just it's not that it scares me, but it kind of like that's a little too real for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 harder to watch. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and I, and I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody growing up, um, cause for me, like we just talked about, like everybody growing up had, uh, that one or two films that kind of like really messed them up. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, mine was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and then, you know, uh, fire in the sky. I mean, I mean, those tore me up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like I said, for me, the, uh, the 2004 version of the grudge and 1990s, it, um, are the two that are probably the ones that have the biggest influence on me and, and not me just getting into horror, but kind of shaping what I like about horror and what I look for. But they, it's, it's, it's funny though, because even though those are the ones that kind of messed you up when you were younger or like scared the living crap out of you. Like those are the ones that you go back to. Oh, constantly, um, constantly. Yeah, Cause yeah. Um, I, I agree with you as well. I mean, I love the original it. I like the new it. Um, uh, I love watching fire and fire in the sky now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre now, and I even enjoyed the remake, the one with Jessica Biel. Um, yep. I just watched that, uh, a few weeks back because I'm, I'm going to a horror convention in September. Hopefully you'll be joining me on that, but I'm going up to uh haunted screams, haunted screams expo in September. And, uh, the actor that played Leatherface in that version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, the sequel to the remake, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning is one of the guests. That's nice. He seems like a huge dude, so he's uh, probably a big sweetheart, but I'm sure I'm going to be like, wow, you're a tall guy. um, (laughs) If I remember, wasn't he like a pro wrestler or something? Or am I thinking? I think he might have been like a bodybuilder. Or something. Okay. Um, maybe a wrestler too. I'm wrong. not entirely sure. I know someone that was a wrestler um, was Tyler Maine, who is Sabretooth in the Brian Singer X Men movie, the original one. And he's also Michael Myers in the two Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that might be who I'm thinking of. Which, side note, we will definitely do episodes on. Uh, a few films by Mr. Rob Zombie, because that's another dude that I uh, absolutely love in the horror genre. Oh, and yeah. I love his yeah. Halloween movies, absolutely. Of course. For sure. Well, so um, for this one, for our introduction, um, why don't we wrap this and say goodbye to everybody and see if we can get episode one going on. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up. I do actually have one more question for you, just as kind of a send off for the ending of the episode, because we're going to we're going to touch on a lot of a lot of different movies and, you know, a lot of different topics in horror. But I kind of want to we've talked about where we've come from and kind of our journey uh, into horror. Now, I kind of want to leave you with this question. 
um, just as kind of a representation of where you are with horror now, what is a horror movie, <clears throat> let's say within the last decade, uh, five to 10 years or something like that, that, so a recent horror movie that has really stuck with you that has become something that you would recommend to people listening. And I will also answer this question. Um, that's, that's kind of a hard one. Um, I would definitely say um, the original Conjuring. Yeah, absolutely. Is is definitely up there on my list, um, especially because I know so much about Lorraine Warren and Ed mm-hmm. Warren, um, and I think the original was done very well. And I love uh, Vera Farmigo, um, and I, I think I think that the original. Especially, uh, you know, James Wan is a great director. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I think that his direction and everything's really good. Um, and just his choice of characters and lighting and, I, I mean, I just all around, I think he's great. Um, yeah, fan, fantastic I, movie. And, you know, say what, say what you will about, like, the later Conjuring sequels and spinoffs, but that first original Conjuring movie is easily in my top ten favorite horror movies well, and, now. And, and I honestly, like, I wasn't upset with any of them. I no, me neither. I could... Were good. Yeah, and, you know, some are definitely better than others, but honestly, the Conjuring universe, I could, I could watch any of them any day and be completely happy. Well, and you can you can say anything about the tie-ins or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but... I, but like that that, I like that stuff, though. I like the universe building. That original, that verse one was really good. Um, and then I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I, I mean, there's quite a few that I thought were really good, like the, um, the remake of Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds. Like I enjoyed that one. <laughs> um, what was that? Two thousand five or something like that? Now? Yeah, somewhere in that area. Yeah, that's um, that's fairly I, recent. I, 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 I'm trying to think of anything that just like genuinely like scared me. Yeah, um, that that's the the I phrased the question the way I did cuz that that would be a really difficult thing to try to think of off the off the top of your head of what scared you in recent memory, but um my answer for the question, uh I can actually see my Blu-ray copy of it across the room. Terrifier. Yeah, Terrifier was great. <laughs> Honestly, much like the original Halloween, simple but very effective. It actually creeps me out. Art the Clown, I think, is one of the best newer horror characters to come out of the genre. And, uh, you know, no spoilers for sure. Terrifier, but there are so many moments that are so creepy or just genuinely disturbing that will absolutely sit with you. Well, and I, I love the fact that it's so low, low budget, too. Mm-hmm. It's just such a simple concept, you know, I said no spoilers, but, you know, general idea is uh, two girls coming back from a Halloween party um, on a, on Halloween night and, you know, going back to their car and they have car troubles and a creepy guy in a clown costume is walking around town and ends up stalking them and hunting them down. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just a random attack, which is very real. And, you know, something about that really sits with me. But again, Art the Clown is just such an awesome character. So... 
that's probably my favorite horror flick to come out of out of the last uh decade the 2010s and and, and that'll that'll be an episode for us for sure oh 100 percent. well cool man i think we're uh I think no pun intended. Introductions, <laughs> Bucky and Diamonds. You're just gonna stick with your last name. You don't want to give your yeah, first name. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. It sounds it sounds cool that way. But well, yeah, cool I'm man. You Bucky anyway, so <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and do that. My nieces already do that, and so does my sister and you. And I've actually had people that I went to college with that heard about it that called me that too. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, man, you know, no pun intended, but I think we're killing it on uh, this first episode and uh, I'm excited for people to hear this and, you know, we're going to, we're going to touch on a lot of different topics. We want to dive into some, some film discussion and talk about different movies that are recommended between the two of us or that other people tell us to watch. We definitely want to get some guests that are going to come on and talk about some stuff with us. Absolutely. We want uh, feedback. Um, We want recommendations. Um, we'll get some guests on too. Um, and as, uh, my children would say, punch that like button and share. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure when this is going to come out yet. We're still working everything out, but when it does, we definitely want to, I definitely want to get us on Facebook and, you know, Instagram and places where people can, uh, can write comments and talk about the show and, and, uh, send us suggestions for what they want to hear us, um, talk about. And uh, before we wrap up the episode, I do want to give a shout out to uh, your buddy, Mr. Uh, Josh Mitchum. Yes, sir. Because what you guys are going to hear and what I've been listening to on repeat, and I'm sure that uh, Diamond has as well, is uh, the banging theme song that Josh made for us for Midnight Terrors. Yep. Josh did a great job and pulled up a little theme song for us. Um, And Josh Mitchum is a great musician if you're in the charleston area um he's amazing um and just cool guy um and he's going to be a guest uh on probably sooner than later oh 110 um, percent. he's a, yeah, i've he's, already promised him the top guest spot for any episode that he wants yeah. so huge horror fan um yeah, so dude. yeah we'll be talking about him 110 percent well thank you josh for the awesome theme song and thank you to everybody that will be listening to this and uh this is episode one of the midnight terrors podcast we will see you again next week midnight terror (laughs) see you guys later (laughs) bye